This is the Utah High School Hoops Podcast with your host, Adam Peak. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the Utah High School Hoops Podcast. If you can't tell, I am. If you're, if you're listening to this, then maybe you can't tell. I don't know. Um, but I'm actually on the road. So I am in uh, Dallas, Texas tonight. Um, I got to go. I got a new shirt. I went to the uh, Dallas Baptist uh, University campus. Uh, so fun story about just staying connected to people and, you know, being surrounded by people. I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but being surrounded by people who are just good people who, you know, want what's best for, for you, want what's best for the players and things like that. So uh, Coach Blake Flickner, who's been the head coach at, at DBU for 19 years, was a grad assistant at Colorado State when I was there. And uh, so he was a grad assistant and uh, Dale Layer was a head coach and Buzz Williams, who's now the head coach at Texas A&M, was also one of the assistants. And I've been able to stay in touch a little bit with, with Coach Flickner. And so uh, that has been really, really quite fantastic to be, just be able to follow, you know, that school. It's a really good Division II program. Uh, they they produce uh, Division One talent. They bring in Division One talent. They produce Division One talent. It's a, he's done a really phenomenal job there, and the campus was beautiful. I'd never been to the campus before. So if you're in the Dallas area, whether it's for an AAU tournament or just for work or for travel or see family, make sure you go by the uh, Dallas Baptist University campus. I really thought it was a great great university. So uh, let's see. So last night I was at the uh, Utah Top Fifty Next. I saw one game, and I was I saw a few games on Saturday, so that was really fun. I've got uh, hoping to have a guest on early next week, uh, who was at the Utah Top 50 games at the Delta Center. Talk about some players there, uh, but first of all, I just want to give a shout out to the Utah Top 50 folks. Um, they do a put on a great event. I mean, when I was watching, I watched a little bit of the Top 50 game on KSL Sports. And I was just thinking to myself, how many of these kids are going to get an opportunity in their life to play a game on a court, in an, on an NBA court, right? Like a, a meaningful game with referees and cameras and, a, and an announcer. Like what a great opportunity for our kids here in, in Utah to be able to, to do that, right? Um, we should not take that for granted. So shout out to the Utah Top 50 people. The games last night were at the Slick uh, Salt Lake Community College arena. And, and even in that arena, it's like, you know, less than, what is it? Less than 7% of players play at any level beyond, uh, beyond high school. And I will note that slick has a tremendous amount of division one talent on their roster. I think they're preseason ranked like two or three. is what I saw in the, uh, in the NG NJ CAA, I think is what it is. National Junior College Athletic Association. They've got a great program there. So if you're in Utah and you want to go watch really, really high level basketball, go check out Slick and and check out their team. They're always they've been loaded with talent for a while now. Um, so I wanted to highlight a few players that I watched last night and on Saturday uh, that I thought just did a tremendous job. Uh, and then next week we'll talk about the the Utah Top 50 game. And I don't want to break down a video that I kind of put out on Twitter. It was a quick short video about gap theory and I hope it's I hope it's a blessing and I hope it helps you out. So first of all, some of these players I've got my roster here so I don't uh, mess up their names. I just circled some numbers of some kids that I thought 
uh, really, really, you know, played well and impressed me. Uh, so the first was uh, Preston White. It says here Preston is a he's a freshman, so 2027 at Pleasant Grove. Um, I thought he handled the ball really well. I didn't realize he was a freshman. So on the court are freshmen, sophomores, and juniors, all who are competing at a at a high level. You know, most of them are playing some level of varsity or JV. And so for for a kid like Preston, who you know I'd never seen play before, to come in, handle the ball, handle the pressure, knock down some shots. I thought he played really well. Uh, Brendan Olson, who is a, a junior at Cedar Valley High School, plays on the Mountain City club team. Uh, Brendan, I watched play on Saturday. Um, he is a strong, gritty point guard who gets wherever he wants on the floor. And he finished so much around the basket. I, he had 38 points in the game I watched. I didn't realize I had played dad, or I played dad, played basketball with his dad. And so I saw him and I was like, oh, who's your kid? He's like number 25. And I was like, oh, crap. Like, how many points did he have in that game? He's like 38. I was like, geez. Uh, he was tearing it up. Um, Andre Olivo. Andre is, uh, is, a, is a 2025. He's a junior. Going to be at Juan Diego. Uh, I think he's transferring in because uh, he was at APA Draper last year. Uh, plays for the Salt Lake Rebels. The game I saw with Andre, and it's so fun to watch him uh, because he – he is, he's a confident kid on the court and he lit it up. I mean, in one quarter, I'm pretty sure he hit six threes. I don't know. I mean, he was just getting wherever he wanted on the court and pulling up and firing. It was fun to watch Andre play. Uh, my guy, Dang Dang over at Judge, he plays with my son, AJ. Uh, Dang looked like a, a man amongst boys oftentimes. Uh, he's, he's put on some, some strength since the last time I saw him play last year when he was at judge as a sophomore uh, and he was finishing around the rim. He's got a sweet stroke uh, doing grabbing rebounds, doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, next was uh, Trenton Wells. Trenton is, he plays for the mountain stars at skyline high school class of 2026. This kid is a, he like when he crosses half court, you better, you just have to be guarding him. And it's not just like, it looks lucky. And when he shoots the ball, his form is really pure. He's a strong kid. Um, and he doesn't, when he misses, they're like soft misses. You know, you can tell that a kid's put in a lot of time shooting because a shot is really pure. And when he misses, it's usually pretty soft off the rim and he doesn't miss by much. Um, so I thought Trenton played really well. Uh, my guy, Coley, uh, Coley Fasida, uh, he's at, uh, he's at Cyprus and, you know, Coley just has gotten better and better and better. I've been able to watch him since I think when he was in seventh or eighth grade um he and my son aj played a few games together last year they were on congo on their 15u um on the ua rise circuit you know coley is just a tough strong physical kid he's getting a lot more confident with his ball handling um you know it's going to be a big year for him at cyprus his shots coming into form from three uh, and, and he won't he's relentless on the glass that's the thing i love the most about his game is he goes after Every rebound he can get to, he's got a great motor. He's got great energy. And then this kid, I had never seen play before. Um, and so, you know, I guess shame on me, but I don't like follow all of the basketball. I'm sure there's people who do. I don't. Uh, but Bryson Wells or Bryson Watson, sorry, Trenton Wells, I was getting confused. Bryson Watson is a 2026 kids at, kid at Woods Cross. Bryson last night in the top 50 next at Slick, I, I don't know how many he had. But it seemed like every shot he took went in. I mean, hard finishes around the basket, finishing through contact. He was, uh, you know, getting to his spot on the court. 
He was knocking down threes. He must have hit five or six threes. Similar to Trenton, actually, they were all pure. Um, You know, nothing looked lucky. Uh, Hand in his face didn't matter. Uh, Offensively, that kid is, he is a true scorer. Uh, So I'm excited to follow him over at Woods Cross. Um, I saw Jackson Jensen play. Um, He's uh, from Uinta High School. And uh, he's another kid who, strong kid, um, plays the right way, locks down on defense, finished around the rim really well. Uh, so I thought Jackson was was great. And, and this last kid is looked like the best player on the entire next top 50 circuit. I mean, I didn't see everybody play, mind you, but um, Vi Higby over at Highland was just, when he wanted to score, you could not stop him. He is a strong um, violent player, but he's in control. Like he knows what he's doing. He's in control of himself. Um, by the way, Highland had a, had quite a few kids there at the, at the next, uh, top 50 thing. That's a program that is not only going to be really good this year, you know, um, but they've got, they've got some young talent there as well. That's going to grow and build, uh, you know, beyond, you know, beyond Isaiah Drisdom and, um, and Soren, uh, you know, they've got, They've got a lot. They're, that's a really good program. So I'm excited to follow them. So I thought Vi played really well. The thing that Vi showed me that I didn't know he had, because again, I don't really ever watch him, was a mid-range game. He was stepping into, you know, getting a guy on his hip and just pulling up from, you know, from the elbow, hitting threes. Uh, so if, if, that is a, if that's a part of his game that is really consistent, that kid is going to be, he's going to be a tough, he's going to be tough to stop um, over, at, over at Highland. Uh, so that was a little bit of what I saw. Again, this podcast isn't about like everything that is possibly true in <laughs> basketball in Utah, but it was just some observations that I had in watching um, watching some of the games. So uh, what I want to talk about now, it's 10 minutes in, is as tryouts are coming up, um, I, I know at Judge they're in like a week or something like that. But as tryouts are coming up and high school season's underway and, you know, people are already making decisions about what club they're going to be on starting in 2024, I, I don't, I haven't quite really understood the, like, we need to make this decision now, but that's fine. That's not for me to understand necessarily, um, is this idea of gap theory. So if you don't know, this is totally fine. Um, but I've been, I've been in the business industry now for, uh, for a little while. I've been in sales for over a decade. I get to do some sales training with people, with corporations. I'm a senior vice president of sales. So there's, there's a, a great book called Gap Selling. And this, is based, this idea is based off of Gap Selling, but I want to apply it to high school basketball and specifically recruiting. Because at the end of the day, what is recruiting if not sales and marketing, Right. Um, that's really what this is about. And, and you, if you're the player, right, you are the product, right? You are, you, you are selling and marketing yourself as a product to somebody. Like if you get a college scholarship, somebody is investing, they are buying your skills and your talents and your, who you are as a person into their university to educate you for free, potentially. 
So you have to understand this idea of sales and marketing. So for you as a, as a player, or for parents who might be listening, because I don't think a lot of kids are going to listen to a podcast. Maybe you are. Shout out to all the kids out there. Um, but if you as a, as, as a player, the sooner you can grasp this, the better. So the idea of gap theory is you have your current state. And your current state needs to be what is objectively true. Forget all the subjective nonsense. Oh, I'm a really great shooter. Uh, that's subjective, right? Uh, I'm whatever. Like I'm, I've, I've got really good handles. I'm a great defender. It's like, I don't know. That's all subjective. So you want to start with what is objectively true currently about your situation. You know, your measurables, right? Your height, your weight, your wingspan, your vertical, your you know bench press, your speed and agility, like all of the sort of combine stuff. That's all objective data that you can go get. Um, instead of just saying like, I'm a great shooter, think about, think about it in terms of, I am a 70% three point shooter when I have a shooting gun, you know, like, like if I shoot, I average 500 shots and a, a session and I make on average 350, that could be objectively true. So does that make you a good shooter, a great shooter? That's to, that's to be determined. From what I've heard, it's above 75%, <clears throat> 75, 80% catch and shoot threes with a shooting gun, no defense, you know, perfect passes. Great shooters are going to, are going to hit a, about 80%, 75 to 80% of those just for some, some information, right? So you get the idea. Also, like, where do you live? Where do you go to school? What is your current AAU team? Who did you play for last year? Like the past is even part of the current, right? So all of this stuff goes into the, your current state. And you need to have people who will tell you what is true about your current state and who will hold you accountable to your future state. So your future state is where you want to go, what it is you want to accomplish. So for example, I'll take me when I was in high school, because this is an easy one. <laughs> so uh, when I was a senior in high school, I was five foot 10, about 165 pounds. Uh, I played JV as a junior, played a little bit of varsity as a junior. I started on varsity as a senior. So I would say like, I'm a starter. Uh, I'm five foot 10, 160 pounds, have not played much varsity. I played three games of varsity basketball. You know, I averaged, well, I don't even remember what it was, six and a half points a game or something like that. Uh, five assists a game, whatever the numbers were. Uh, this was 24 years ago. <laughs> so almost 25 years ago. I don't remember what they were. So now let's say I am in the middle of this season, my senior year, and I say my future state is to have a full-ride scholarship to play for Coach Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. This is what we would call, my friends, a big gap. <laughs> that would be a, a large gap. And I would have to assess, can I do enough to get from my current state to my future state, can I navigate this gap or is it too wide, right? In that case, it would have been, it would be an, a near impossibility, right? So again, that, that's, a, that's a, you know, a big example, but maybe I say I want, I want to go play for Doan College in Nebraska or I want to go play, and so maybe my gap's going to narrow a little bit more. Or if I said, you know what, I want to go play for any college. It doesn't matter what the level is. I just want to go play in college anywhere I can go play basketball. The gap is going to narrow a little bit. 
right? Not entirely because you're not playing it. But so you got to understand what this future state is. And then what you do on a daily basis is you execute a plan to fill that gap, right? And what you may find is that the next year when you do the same thing, you look at your current state and you say, I'm actually further along. And maybe you feel like you can extend out what your future state is. Or maybe you say, I'm not further along. Or maybe you say, I don't even like basketball at all. Basketball is not part of my plans. And I've reached, I want to play varsity basketball. I play varsity basketball right now. I have accomplished my, my dreams. And then you're done. Okay? So this, this gap principle is really critical. And what, where I see a lot of people fail in this is not in the dream and goal setting. Everybody has dreams. Everyone has goals. The, the hard part that I see is that lots of people don't surround themselves with people who will be honest about what is objectively true in the here and now. So uh, I, I got to interview uh, Coach Casey Stanley up at LCA about his history as a college coach and all this stuff. Interview will come out here pretty soon. And one of the things he said was like, if you're a kid who's saying, I want to have a Division I scholarship and you live in the state of Utah, but you're not even all region, that's going to be tough. Why? Well, there's like 400, and, 400 to 450 kids right now who are getting college scholarships to, out of high school to go play Division I college basketball about 400 to 450. And if you were to look at that gap, you would notice Utah has about 10%. No, I'm sorry, not 10%. Utah is about 1% of the U.S. population lives in the state of Utah. I think that's what the number is. It's like 3 million to 300 million, something like that. So if that's the case, it's safe to assume that roughly four to six players are going to have full ride division one scholarships to play basketball, men's basketball out of the state of Utah four to six every year. So when you process that and when you think about that, it's, it's pretty important to go, what am I doing to get there? Can I get there? You know, all that sort of stuff. So this is the gap theory. Uh, it's, it's important to, to understand where you're at. It's really important to make a plan to figure out how you're going to get to where you're going to get to. And more important than all of this, surround yourself with the people who will tell you the truth about what your process is, will hold you accountable to that process, who are in your corner, who will vouch for you, who will fight for you. Not just the, not just the program, not just the school, you as a person, because you're going to need those people in your corner in order to navigate this. All right. There's a little pastoral nugget, pastoral sales training for you. Um, once again, thanks so much for listening. I'll try to come out with these as often as I can, but I'm really excited about it, and I hope that it's been a blessing for you as well. Till next time, thanks.